subscribers hey guys how are you marissa my fellow upper east podcaster <laughs> <laughs> i'm really good actually well i mean we're in a second lockdown and it's the election in america tonight slash oh, overnight no. for us which means by the time this podcast so... <laughs> goes out by the time this podcast goes out uh, america will have its next president yeah i like i like the i like the uh, positiveness we'll we'll have a new president as well oh God, i really <laughs> hope so <laughs> i know so yes hopefully there will be a new president in the white house um so i don't know we, we should maybe prepare like both so so yay fantastic biden's in Woo, fantastic yeah oh, shit. america you're fucked oh. next four years if trump's in <laughs> <laughs> but one thing is for certain oh. Marissa, and that is that there will be a new episode of Upper East Podcasters every week still, no matter what happens. Exactly. Hopefully we'll be able to lift your spirits somehow in some small sense of lowbrow content. <laughs> <laughs> so this is season one, episode nine of the Upper East Podcasters, Blair Waldorf must pie. But with all the fashion shows, we are in double digits. I know. We're nearly halfway through, actually, aren't we, for the season? Ooh. There's 18 episodes. I actually did a calculation because I'm enjoying this so much. I did a calculation of the night of if we're doing the fashion sode, mini sode one week and we're doing the recap and the following week and we keep it up to that pre pretenses, we can keep you guys entertained for at least three more years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not including time off. <laughs> um, just to Good let night. you know now, as this is a Gossip Girl Recap podcast, you will know that there'll be some spoilers, which means that we'll definitely be talking about what's happening in this episode, Bear Ward of Must Pie, and we'll be talking about what happened in previous episodes, but we promise we'll not go further than this episode. So if you're watching mm -hmm. along for yeah. the first time, the spoilers will only be for episodes 10 or prior. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of previous episodes, it was kind of a, uh, a bit of a classic Gossip Girl ending where not much had changed, other than the fact that Dan and Jenny's um, parents, Rufus and Alison, seemingly back together. Other than that, mm -hmm. same kind of endings, weren't they really? Chuck, Blair? Yes. And I was about to say that Chuck and Vanessa are not actually in this episode for reasons mm -hmm. unknown to but us. <laughs> there's so much going on in this episode. I'm not surprised. They, the writers were probably just like, we can't, we'll overload it if we have Chuck's and his issues in this <laughs> as well. <laughs> and we have Vanessa. Yeah, there are a lot of... In this, you know. There are a lot of family issues, aren't there, in this in this episode? A lot of family issues, yes. But I think probably the main, the main aspect of recap is Rufus and Alison are backed together. So that's Dan and Jenny's mm -hmm, parents. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna start actually this podcast because it's it's Thanksgiving in this episode. Yay! It's Thanksgiving in less than three weeks. So happy Thanksgiving, America! In less than three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully you'll be thankful for a Biden in office. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> At the time of recording, uh, the casts the the votes are still being cast so who knows but yes we're going to start this thanksgiving episode with probably the bleakest of storylines aren't we yeah this one's this one's pretty bleak but it's it's poor nate's thanksgiving story isn't it it's pretty sad oh geez he is so so sad what his, his thanksgiving starts with the most awkward and formal family dinner I've ever seen in my life. This is why we're BFFs. I've literally, this is what's written in my notes. Nate, the captain, and Anne Archbold's mm -hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. Fuck me, what an awkward Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've written in my notes. It's, it's so, they're all sitting there. They've got no music on. No no ambiance. You can just hear the scraping of like the the, the fine silver on no doubt I the know. fine tableware. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why is it like that? Like, why is it so? I mean, I know they're having a bad time, but surely they can put on a bit of, I don't know, a bit of musical, I don't know, something, crack a joke. It looks Let's awful, doesn't it? Let's recap for a second why they might not be happy. Remember, Nate is like my ongoing poor little rich kid 
um, every week at the moment, given the fact that his dad's mm -hmm. a drug addict who's also embezzled loads of money and set to go to prison by the looks of things. His mum doesn't seem to care about him and blames mm. him for everything. His he, he got yeah. dumped by his girlfriend and his girlfriend has slept with his best mate, although he doesn't know that yet. And he's been punched in the face by his yep. own father. I know. It's um it's a lot for it's a lot for him, isn't it? <laughs> but his mum Alison's pissed off and in this scene as well. Like she's actually finally got some sass. She she asks him about like the snowflake ball, which I don't know what that is, but is that really important? At this time, it's pretty, well, it's pretty I silly. Think the snowflake ball is an upcoming episode, which we will get to. But yeah, uh, yeah. lost her committee, her her place on the committee or something. And to be fair to Nate, he's like, oh, we well, were all about breezing over it until it started to affect your life, you know, meaning, aka, it was fine mm -hmm. when I freaking put my happiness and love on the line for, for you to marry Blair. But it's, you know, second that you've lost some freaking seat on a committee, everything's ruined. Priorities, Anne, come on. But yeah, anyway, it, Nate storms off, doesn't he? He's had, which quite rightly so. I mean, I'd After want out dad, of there, the out of that dinner. The shouts at him. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So Nate. His dad proper shouts Nate, at him. Nate I don't need you to fight this fight for me. We do oh. see, there's lots of flashbacks in this, in this Thanksgiving episode. So we should say that now. Mm -hmm. Of all the storylines, you've got this consistent flashing back. So we see this really happy but I'm going to put it out there and say kind of weird um, bathroom scene with Nate, Serena and Blair. We're kind of like happier times at Thanksgiving the previous year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of, it's like, I, I don't know what, it's just a bit, it's a bit of an odd one that, that bath scene. I was like, hmm. I was like, what's going to happen? It's really, do they, do they, do they kind it's of really get it on flirty. the three of them? <laughs> it's really flirty, isn't it? it well, but between, with with Nate and Serena, it's really flirty. And then when Blair comes in, it's like, then it becomes more playful and, mm -hmm. you know, like a like a music video. Just beginning to kind of plant the seeds of Nate and Serena's affair. But yeah, it kind of... Yeah, like, that's what I think it was. Yeah. It then kind of flashes forward to present day. He's stormed out of his Thanksgiving mm -hmm. dinner with his parents and he's he's all alone. Yeah, he's just like sitting out there in the street, isn't he? And and like it looks like he's twirling a joint. Is, was that me, or did Maybe. you notice that as well? Mm. And where's Chuck? And yeah, I and he's Chuck's looking supposed his... to be his best mate. Like, where's Chuck? I know. Well, Chuck isn't even in the episode, so God knows where he is. Oh, you know what? He's probably in Monaco or somewhere, isn't he? Oh yeah, easily. I've got. I'm gonna have to do it now. He's definitely. He's my poor little rich kid of the week. He is. All that money and designer clothes, poor little rich kid all alone, poor little rich kid. And it's set to get uh, a little worse, to be honest, because um, not only is all that happened, but then he goes home and what does he find? His dad is collapsed on the floor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Suspected OD. What's interesting is then we see a bit of a flashback to the previous year between his parents and for the first time ever so far this series I sympathized a little bit with the captain in this scene oh did you oh is it because um he's he's still in like work mode isn't he so they're all over at Blair's aren't they for mm -hmm. Blair's family Thanksgiving and and his dad is obviously incredibly stressed because it's it's a work for call that he needs to needs to deal with mm -hmm. and Anne says, no, you're, you're not going to, you know, it's, it's family and, and there's a bit of butting heads, isn't there, about well, we whether find we should out, take this work call or not. We find out kind of where the real money is because up until this point, we assume that Anne Archibald is somehow this, mm -hmm. uh, the, the person who's actually had, uh, bought, you know, married into money, but actually we learn it's the other yeah. way She's from real, yeah. she's from old money. He's not. He's yeah. new, new money. So when he says, oh, you know, if I don't do this myself, I'll lose the commission. She goes, well, it's simple then. Forget the commission. I'll write you a check myself. And you can see that he's... I know. Like, I don't... It's, it's so weird. Like, I don't think that's quite how money quite works. Like, oh, I'll just write you a check. I'm like... Um, it does if you're a billionaire. <laughs> I think that's the point. Yeah, maybe, actually. He's yeah. having to work hard for, for his money or he wants to be able to work hard for his money. And she's just going, well, I'll write you a check right now for that. So it's for you to just stay here. But that's... It's mm. that, that's like diminishing someone's worth by quite a lot. It's not really about the money, is it? It's about saying I'm mm. worth more than yeah. you in terms of I'm a you know yeah. I'm able to provide and I'm able to just 
pay you to stay here. Like if that was the other way around, if it was a man saying that to a woman, well, I'll pay you now to stay in my company. It would be completely different. Like it would be a different dynamic. Um, I know. I can't believe we... um, And we understand why he might be a bit the way he is, at least. Some character depth there for the arsehole that is the captain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe this whole time I thought that Anne was a a kept woman. But no, she's the one with the... With the money. <laughs> nice, nice, nice dynamic, I thought. And then it flashes forward again and they're present day and they're in the hospital. I mean, is it just me or is Anne Archibald already dressed like she's going to a funeral? <laughs> she's just... <laughs> How did this not get a mention in our fashion mini-sode? I do not know. And for those of you who, do, who haven't heard it yet, we have already done a fashion mini-sode for this episode last week. There are now a special mini-sodes uh, every week. Uh, on the fashion of the mm-hmm. episodes but I don't know how this one got missed she looks like she's dressed for a funeral <gasps> but she already looks like she's dressed for a funeral with a metal rod up her ass <laughs> I probably didn't notice it because it's just a plain black outfit I was just like mm, yeah whatever not it's really like, interesting it's but... so high-necked um and she's still yeah. trying to brush over it probably or probably took too much Vicodin um because he forgot he had a headache. I know and I'm like you don't just take like so much Vicodin for a headache and then have a drink like isn't Vicodin really really strong mm-hmm. Vicodin's America I don't know what the equivalent is here I don't think we have it um in the UK apparently because it's really strong it's really um I've heard it might be addictive as well okay so yeah but we don't have it um over here but well, yes that's why yeah, I'm like you, I, think- I don't think you would forget something like that Nate is consistently like doing that same thing he keeps doing, which is just come on, let's talk about some real issues. And to be fair, mm-hmm. and then we, well, and then we do we hear her say, "You're not blaming me for this," and she admits she's like, "All mm-hmm. that to do was sit behind a desk. My dad, my, the, everything that he's had has been handed to him because she's from wealth. His family has, yeah, and her the house in the Hamptons and the boat and everything. It's yeah, and and." It's, it's weird. I know I know what she means. Like, it does seem like th- he was given, he was handed an opportunity and he's really ballsed it up. But I guess when you don't have to, when you probably not had to work at anything before, you, yeah, you're not going to have that same mindset of like hard work, are you? Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's her perspective on it. But she, he goes in to see mm. that alone. And finally, we see a human being behind the captain. It's quite a nice scene. Yeah. It made me cry. Though. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of scenes in this. I don't know if I'm just having a hormonal week, but I've, there was a lot of scenes in this episode where I proper welled up. Oh, I'm really? Getting, I'm getting attached Aww. to these fictional characters, Marissa. It's bad. <laughs> Not me. But yeah, we, 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 they finally he finally admits that he needs some help, um, and you know, Nate Nate kind of helps him realize that he is needed and. It's kind of quite a nice moment yeah. between them both. It was, sad. It, was a, it was a sad week. It was a, it was a sad, Thanksgiving. shitty week for poor little rich kid, mm-hmm. Nate. Yeah. Poor little rich kid. And we're back. Hey. So we felt like we needed to get Nate's storyline out of the way because it doesn't really uh, intertwine with the other scenes, which are all a hot melting pot mess of intertwined <laughs> storylines. Especially when it comes to podcast production, we've just learned <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes to flashbacks, I mean, I think an episode where there are flashbacks, it just makes the heart. We're going to do this in chronological order now from the mm-hmm. very, very first scene where we see past Serena and past Blair in exactly a year um, to the day before. So it's Thanksgiving last year. And uh, yeah, Serena's wasted. Like, wasted proper wasted. They both do not look great in the clothes they're wearing. And we definitely address that in the mm-hmm. fashion mini so to do check that out if you haven't listened already yeah <laughs> um, definitely we tear into that cat slater coat um, <laughs> yeah so yeah can we also talk a little bit about how bad the actual drunk acting was from yeah it's re- i mean uh, i think that most people really ham it up don't they and that's what like lively's done here it doesn't actually work like that when you're that drunk either. When I was drinking underage, as as you know, which we did on occasion, and try, we didn't want anyone to. <laughs> yeah. If anything, what you do is you you actually, I think you overcompensate by trying not to act drunk. Yeah, you try and act sober, don't you, to hide <laughs> it from your mom and dad, don't you? <laughs> or you go quiet, or you know, mm-hmm. like going super hyper and going. Whee! around the streets i mean it's just mm. yeah i didn't quite buy it. also it's the middle of the day <laughs> all right grandma <laughs> <laughs> i like day drinking but i'm not like 
that in the middle of the day that's that's like 8 8 p.m marissa <laughs> but uh, we yeah, oh we so, also we also see a whole other level to um creepy stalkery dan in this as well because we it, she, well he saves serena's life because he happens to be buying pie from across the road codswallop i know he was stalking her <laughs> he was there because he knew where she was he saved beck from that uh that that nearly getting run by a train now he saved serena from a moving car he's oh just my God, all yes. over new york you know once again i don't know where his character like begins and ends pedge badgley when it comes to pedge badgley Pen Badgley, <laughs> when it yeah. comes to you and Gossip Girl, and Gossip Girl, mm. yes, yeah, that. yeah, um, especially when, when, well, he he saves her life, and then they had that whole awkward scene where like Blair kind of casts him aside and shoves. I, I, I think, <laughs> I think it's weird that like he chose this moment to try and make a connection with her like she's absolutely hammered like nothing is getting through. like she won't even remember your name in a minute and um i get i felt sorry for him again because blair just thinks he's just trying to take advantage of her <laughs> mm. like i was like keep your hands off her i was like all right <laughs> he's I'm, harmless mostly so yeah she's just like bye dave <laughs> gets in the car <laughs> and i love the fact that dan and leaves him we met last year we met last year and she goes, bye, bye, Dave. And she goes, bye. And as she drives off, he's like, Serena. <laughs> Serena Vanderwoodson. <laughs> One day I will have you. <laughs> I will own you. <laughs> and he, do- well, not that he. Flash forward and he not does. that he owns her. Yeah. Contrast to this year. Dan and Serena are actually together this year. So, yay, it all worked out. Yay. <laughs> So I know that this is happens a bit later on, but one flashback I just want to talk about right now is when you see him, um, him the previous year as well, like following on from saving Serena's life, and he's back at the loft. Oh yeah, being all doom and gloom and miserable and creepy about about her. Yeah, <laughs> there is more that happens in that scene actually thinking about it. So we will get to that, but it's still creepy. He's just like I'm just thinking about Serena again. <laughs> Maybe we should substitute a creepy Chuck moment because he's not in this episode for a creepy Dan moment instead. <laughs> he's creepy. He's stalky. He's creepy Dan Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you see the Humphreys in the kitchen getting ready. Present day, Alison and Rufus are back together, which breaks my heart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there's friendly kitchen banter and there's, I've put in capitals here because it always happens in every single Thanksgiving scene I ever see, but there is far too much food. <laughs> like, well, that's you saying that as well and you love you some food. No, I know I love food, but I just always think like, oh, there's a family of four and it's like they're feeding the 4,000. It's just like nobody eats that much, do they? Like, really? Mm, they I say d- the average person on Christmas Day consumes around 4,000 calories. Just saying. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, mm-hmm. God, that's a lot. Yeah. But it's the perfect, you know, Thanksgiving family scene. Like everyone is helping with the food and I'm not buying it because, I don't know, that's just not my house. I know we didn't have a Thanksgiving in the UK, but on Christmas Day, my mum is like, nope, everybody out of the kitchen. I'm going to do it. And we're like, okay, mum. <laughs> You're not the only one who's not buying it. Dan isn't buying it either. Mm-hmm. He's like, She's like, I just wanted it to be perfect. Alison, his mum, I wanted it to be perfect. I wanted to make sure our first Thanksgiving family dinner is perfect and we're back together. And he's like, I think they call that guilt. <laughs> yep basically <laughs> love that he calls her out on it but one of my favorite scenes happens um, next which is serena and blair present day they're in the mm-hmm. kitchen serena knows about chuck and she's trying to kind of get blair to spill the beans as it were mm-hmm. on that um spill the beans about chuck spilling his beans <laughs> <laughs> Well, she kind of slut shames a little bit. Actually, they both slut shame each other, which is really annoying. Actually, yeah, there's this is this is my Blair Burn moment. Actually, you know, when Ooh. she's like, "I'd I'd be the last." Serena says about Blair sleeping with Chuck, "I'd be the last person to judge." And Blair says, "Yeah, with good reason, you know, because <laughs> Serena doesn't make good choices or didn't make good choices previously." You just got burned. Mm-hmm. You just got The tone to- totally changes when Serena finds out that she actually slept with Chuck. She's like, you slept with him? And she's kind of like, ooh. And you know what I like about this? When, when she says, oh, I thought you wanted to wait for someone special. 
Blair mm. says, what? So Nate gets a free pass, but I'm a slut. And I thought, yeah, <laughs> good point, actually. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and, fair, and exactly. Also, why, is no one, why is no one shaming Chuck? I know. Chuck's probably in bed with some Scandinavian model in Monaco, as well, we've probably guessed. One of his dad's hotel waitresses, probably. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. And also... <laughs> I love that the, the concern isn't oh you wanted the concern isn't actually Chuck's as kind of a borderline rapist. It's also more to do with the fact that well why have you given your flower away? I know there's so much emphasis on virginity, isn't there? And I'm like you know it's just a concept made up by white men to to keep women in check. Like it's not I was a thing. Thinking about this, like it's funny you should say that. I was thinking about this yesterday because that like there's so much about virginity in like this first series of Gossip Girl, and I was thinking about mm. what I will do with my kids when my kids reach a certain age. And, and I do remember there being a lot of pressure for this like perfect first time. And I think with my kids, what I'll probably do is just just be like just make sure it's somebody you really trust and that you do mm. love or think you love purely because it can be quite like a scary thing to do for the first time and mm. but rather than it be it's got to be this perfect ultimate like moment defines mm. you forever it's like actually just it's you know let's face it it's never great it can be painful it's yeah scary. it's just <laughs> mainly <someone> trust <laughs> exactly and mainly girls it's underwhelming let's face it <laughs> like oh really really oh <laughs> really that's that's what I've been thinking my hand can't do for me for the last five <laughs> <years>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway Serena talks about revenge She's like did you do it just just for revenge mm-hmm. which She's is like, actually kind of a bit of a Blair burn too because she says well to be fair it does hurt doesn't it s you know hurts the yep. most getting with the best friend right s Love a bit of Blair Waldorf burn. I feel like there's, there's so many in this, this episode, actually. There's quite a, I know. Quite a fair few. She's like knocking them out the park. But yeah. She does lose but, my respect a bit, Blair, when she then basically just slot shames Serena back. And they, they yeah, and they've officially fallen out and uh, it gets so out of hand that that Serena actually, because originally they were their families were going to spend Thanksgiving together mm. and they've fallen out so badly that they're actually not going to spend Thanksgiving together. It doesn't She's take uninvited. much for these two to fall out, though, I've noticed. Like just one slight disagreement and it's like they just start literally bringing out the claws for all their yeah. past relationship woes. It's like, oh, God. I know. And then they, all, and they storm off and it's just like, all right, okay, well, you know they're going to make up any minute now. <gasps> Well, something quite important happens in the next scene because we see um, Lily, Serena, and who's returned? Eric. Eric's back. Yay. Yay. And, you know, because obviously he did try to commit suicide and we find that out pretty much in the first like episode of season one and the entire franchise begins with this really kind of in-depth storyline about his depression and his suicide. Obviously, within this episode, we we are given a bit of insight into what he's been doing and how he's been and and whether he's recovered. Oh, no, wait. No, wait. No, we don't. No, it doesn't. (laughs) No, he's mentioned, does it? No, no. He's just been. He's just been out off at a day off. He's been busy. It's just. He's Eric. He's not trying to kill himself anymore. Yeah, he's. Um. Instead, what they're doing is right. This scene. Okay. This is so so weird. (laughs) They're just wandering around Chinatown of all places, trying to find food, and they are so weirdly out of their depth trying to do a food shop, aren't they? (laughs) Like it's really weird. It's it's like, oh, I, I I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like they've never done a food shop in their life. Don't they live in a hotel as well? Like, can't they just <laughs> room service anyone? <laughs> exactly. Go down a few floors and they will have food provided for them. But she's, she's planning like a pumpkin and a, and a duck. <laughs> I know, and it's like, why have they just made these rich people so stupid and and not very self sufficient mm-hmm. <laughs> in in shopping for food? Well, yeah, we so, find so stupid. Out- we find out a little bit in a minute uh, if this the next part of the scene who knows what about what if that makes sense so i yeah. didn't realize to the extent that dan and serena have absolutely no idea about their parents history together and yeah same dan, dan kind of saves the day and says oh god don't you know now that you've 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 been you're out on your asses for thanksgiving come over to ours we've got plenty um, mm. and there's like this is kind of weird there's this weird storyline with them because 
you think surely Rufus might know that Lily would be coming with them. Oh, anyway, we'll get to it. But you can see Lily's like, oh, um, okay, the, the Humphreys. She doesn't know that Alison and Rufus are back together. They've got this little love triangle yeah. going on and Lily doesn't even know about it. And it's so sad. <laughs> and when when Serena tells her mum, she's like, oh, his dad is really cool. And, and I'm like, oh, God, like, yeah, you're right. I didn't know the extent of how much their little situationship was kept mm-hmm. under wraps. Yeah, and Serena says to her mum oh you know his dad's really cool and and she really goes along with it like oh really oh I don't, don't know who this mysterious man is but okay I, I remember how cool he is um, <laughs> yeah but then she I think she kind of has a bit of a wobble and she fakes being ill yeah they go back to the hotel don't they just to get spruced up to go over there and then Lily I think like quite rightly is like she tries to duck out of of going, doesn't she? Because she's a bit like, oh, I don't know if I can keep up this pretense of not knowing, you know, who 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 Rufus is. Well, and- she kind of caves in the end anyway. Um, Dan turns up and is like, I'm adult napping you. And she's like, just stop talking. I'll come. She leaves this really sweet voice mail for uh, Rufus and I know me and you hate getting voicemails but oh my god <laughs> but this is a sweet voicemail she leaves it and this one is kind of like oh no she really really doesn't know about Alison being back because she's just mm. like you know your son's been very persistent so I'll come over and I'm really looking forward to seeing you but my kids don't know about about our history I'd like to keep it that way and you think she's actually genuinely excited about maybe you know because she's not back with Bart either like she's no she's not seen her get back with Bart and the last scene we saw of them two was them like having a little night under the pretend stars of his ceiling of his art gallery and you think oh maybe they're mm. kind of starting to have a little thing um yeah she, she looks forward to seeing it it's a heartbreaking and god is it awkward when they turn up oh god yeah really really awkward oh man well when we have then we have that flashback again and we 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 hear about um well rufus's thing for blondes yeah they're um yeah so dan is yeah the flashback is dan is explaining what happened to that he saw serena and and everything and and even jenny acknowledges that he stalks her like oh the blonde you stalk at school yeah i know and and yeah and his his and as he's describing her serena his mum mentions like oh you know you're your father's son he likes he likes them dangerous and troubled too and i'm like i don't really think that's a compliment <laughs> exactly like, I, didn't, I didn't know you were dangerous and troubled she's like he said i was talking about me next scene lily yeah Eek. <laughs> Eek. they well what's even weirder about this is that they are still pretending not to know each other like they still like oh hello nice to meet you person who I've never seen before oh isn't your home lovely like why are they doing that <laughs> I don't understand I suppose they gross out the kids and well you know that Alison and Lily do not have a good relationship in the past from prior episodes and we find out a bit more about why that is in this episode which is quite cool I like I like a bit of rich backstory especially yeah. when it comes to Rufus and one thing I'll say now before I play the jingle which I really want to play um <laughs> I, I don't like the fact that I'm already having to compete with Rufus's affection with Lily now Alison's there it's just two of them and I'm not I'm, I'm never gonna get Rufus 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 me a river Rufus me a river I'll Rufus me a river they um they are starting to like sit down and like talk with each other keeping up this pretense of never having seen or heard of each other before Mm. and we (laughs) this bit is so funny it's like my notes just says lily grew up on a ranch (laughs) really (laughs) like no way is that woman grew up on a farm like she's a city (laughs) girl through and through oh gosh yeah it's it's awkward we'll we'll get to that we'll get to more of that scene later because first we need to go to back to the waldorfs uh, Mm -hmm. after this little break so we're at the waldorfs (laughs) it's a year (laughs) in the past it is and blair's family is like it's back together, isn't it? Her, her dad's still on the scene. Mm-hmm. We meet Harold Waldorf. I know, finally, a name to the face. Blair's like really, she's a real daddy's girl, isn't she? I know, it's really sad. And and Serena's there as well this year in the flashback. 
in the flashback yeah trying to sober up um, yeah I think <laughs> one of the things I'd quite like about this scene though is that you do get a bit of a backstory a, a little bit about the parents so like one nice thing before we talk about the food which we will do and we'll do a bit of a maybe mm. a slight trigger warning with this but the um I don't know if you picked up on this but obviously Eleanor knows that her husband Blair's dad's gay yeah and there's almost like I don't know I took this as a nice thing like almost like they must have had some kind of understanding because they were being really affectionate and kind towards each other. And she kind of says, she talks about the model that she's got over for dinner and hmm. there's an extra place at Thanksgiving table. And she, you know, it's a, it's a guy and you see him looking and she goes, oh, not this one, Harold, we have to work together. And they almost hmm. kind of share a little like laugh about it. And I thought, oh, that's quite nice. Is that like, oh, did you see it like that? I didn't. I saw it as a real hmm. hostile thing. Right, like Eleanor was being so affectionate with each other, and and Harold's being quite cheeky about it, and not I don't know. I think he was just being a bit showmany about it, but I don't know. I didn't really get anything like Eleanor having a sense of humor about this. Um, not a sense of humor, more just and they they have an understand. They're companions, and they're together, and she kind of knows that he has he's gay, and that you know that that does that can happen. We look at Philip Schofield and his wife. I mean, for years mm. that he's been gay and they had that understand understanding but still had a meaningful marriage and I don't know I just thought it was quite nice yeah maybe, but what well, I mean I'm trying to look for depth where there is none <laughs> maybe but the but I, I also don't think Eleanor is like that because again you know this whole this current year is you know she's definitely not like that is she she's really I mean we'll get to it but she's she doesn't want him there essentially mm. does she no so that's why I'm like I don't think she really agreed with it in the first place so yeah, yeah, well, it, in the flashback, we also, so we, we are going to be talking about food disorders and eating disorders. Yeah, about eating yes. Disorders and bulimia is particularly so. Just a little heads up. Yes. Serious shit going to be talked about. Um, yeah. You find out that they obviously did know that she has an eating disorder. This is the first time we, we, it's addressed. It's the first time that we we ha we have any understanding that she might have an eating disorder, Blair. Yeah, this this thing with the food is it's a bit. They they're encouraging her to eat, but then they're sort of shaming her for it when she when they find out how much she has eaten. Mm -hmm. And then there's something as well. I've um, I can't remember exactly because but... bulimia is 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 gorging. So it's like so when she when he said when she said oh, I had like 15 canapes earlier, she's like oh is that wise? Because if you eat too much. Mm. if you're from my understanding of it is you eat to you're not you're not you're not doing it to try and be thin you're doing it to fill a hole and you're you 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 feel you comfort eat so you eat and eat and eat and you stuff your face as much as you can um yeah but 15 canapes i don't i i mean again i don't suffer with an eating disorder but i don't know if i thought that 15 canapes a lot in one go 15 canapes. do you know how big canapes are they're like yeah. teeny tiny little cream crackers that's 15 of them that's like mm. I don't know. I didn't really think that's a lot. I think I think you have to consume like like over two thousand calories. That's what I think they consider a binge to be. So it's like proper. Oh really? Yeah yeah yeah. So it's like it's like four chocolate cakes almost, or some something like. I mean, I'm, I'm, I might be wrong, but it's well, I would it's have way more than that. Whatever does the job, whatever gets you. Mm, yeah, it could be. Yeah, but they. But yeah, you're right. They they know something is up, but they just handle it really strangely. I thought again, I'm not an expert. I don't know how to. See, it's so funny. I took that differently too. I took that as them just worrying. Oh, really? Oh, I thought that was like shaming them. Like, you know, oh yeah, you have to go to eat something. And you, they were like, wait, how it's many? Too I'm much. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, well, well, make up your mind then. Like, do you want it to eat or not? But, that's like the yeah. classic thing with women as well. It's like blokes. Like, oh, blokes will say, oh, I, I like a girl who doesn't order salad for, for dinner. And it's like, yeah, but you also wouldn't like it if I was putting on a certain amount of weight and I ate a burger every time either would you so you want me to be thin but you also want me to stuff my face with burgers what do you want <laughs> yeah exactly oh anyway so, yeah. we digress we're going to talk about that in a, in a few more episodes but maybe not as much in this one um so anyway yeah. yeah we we kind of fast forward and Eleanor is telling Blair that her dad has decided not to come and has decided to stay in Paris her dad's decided to stay in Paris with Roman he did end up cheating with because he was the model Dorota looks pissed about Eleanor telling her this Rota's amazing in this episode she needs a jingle I know well I mean if only we knew somebody that could create bespoke jingles <laughs> Dorota, Dorota. I feel like there we go. <laughs> she might need but she becomes a bigger character in season two doesn't she so maybe that will be like the premiere of the jingle 
and she was also <laughs> our best dressed of the week wasn't she in our fashion sode so do yes do, do check that out yeah she was definitely <laughs> which says a lot about the quality of fashion in this episode just gonna say yeah um, it's not great I just want to know like why why is I mean I know she's I feel so bad like calling her the maid but I don't know what her what her the housekeeper but she's like Blair's personal maid because she's she's dressing her no <laughs> she's like she's like telling she's like she's like oh you know like doing up like the, her buttons and everything and and whatever and it's just like I'm sure Blair knows how to get dressed it's like royalty though isn't it royalty they they have people dress them and so weird yeah that's true actually well Dorota Grass is Eleanor up yeah she says oh why don't you call your dad yourself because obviously he he can't come yeah so Dorota tells her like oh you'll find out the truth if you call your dad yourself and then she obviously does doesn't she where she confronts her mom and yeah in front of but she confronts her mum like at dinner like when they're eating with all these people and she looks miserable and this table is like there's like 50 people at that table and no way are they all friends or family members they are they don't know each other it looks like a conference dinner you know my best worst advice of the week is coming up um oh okay I don't have any for this week so yeah go for it so obviously Blair confronts her mum I know that you've lied I know that actually and they have this whole thing where where she says you know, don't you get it? He left us. He didn't leave us. He left He left you. Yeah. And the final wow. knife in the back is the fact that they used to always make this pumpkin pie together for dessert, her and her dad. And she's like, I just sent it down to the doorman to eat. Like, and she says that like, it's like the dogs. I sent it to the dogs <laughs> to eat, the poor yes. people to eat. <laughs> um, uh, and it's like a final knife in the back. And then like... <laughs> I would just think if you have a fairly fragile daughter with a history of a severe eating disorder and you've just shat all over her Thanksgiving dreams, perhaps don't tell her to take one of the biggest desserts on the table and say, take it into the kitchen and, you know, stuff your face with it. I think maybe that's bad advice. (laughs) Straight out of the mouth of Manhattan's elite, it's the best worst advice of the week. The best worst advice of the week. <sighs> Fucking terrible advice, in it? Terrible advice. And then this scene is actually so hard to watch. I, I'm going to let you talk about this. The bit where she's binging. This, I think, is, is a bit strange as well, because I thought this happened a lot later in the season. But am I right in thinking that... So Blair has a... We find out that Blair, sadly, has an eating disorder. But then it's never mentioned again throughout the entire season. Yeah, I just don't, well, I personally just don't remember it being mentioned again. And I'm just like, oh, for God's sake, like, have they just given... If it isn't, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. You bring that up. Just like we bring up the fact that poor Eric's suicide never gets brought up again. Um, I know, whereas, but I just think... Things like, things like Dan's Cabbage Patch doll gets brought up over and over and over again. Oh, no. I've, oh, God, you're so right, actually. That fucking like, like Cabbage Patch kid. rape twice. You've got hmm. suicide eating disorders. Like... You know, two att- two attempts at suicide, the captain's mm-hmm. suicide. Does that get mentioned again? You know, I don't know. I'd forgotten about that scene, so maybe not. So we'll definitely call that out if that happens. But yeah, it's very yeah. Much. You see these flashbacks from the previous episode, season one, where she obviously was making herself sick. And I think it, I think, does it capture it quite well? Do you think that idea of like that feeling the need to feel yourself and... Uh, and that, when she sees herself in the reflection as well, and she doesn't like what she sees, oh, it's really sad. I know, I, I, and I agree, but I'm sort of, it's weird. I just think they gave Blair an eating disorder just for the sake of, like, they've got to give her a problem kind of thing. They've got to give her something that, you know, teenage, that typically teenagers mm-hmm. suffer with. So that's why I... I don't, I don't know if, I'm not saying I don't take it seriously, but I just don't know if I really, really believe. Because it's the first time that it's ever been mentioned before, isn't it? I don't remember. Maybe oh, once you once in a scene. you know there's a history of it. But you, so you, so she, calls, she calls Serena, who mm-hmm. yeah, free dinner, and really sweetly kind of turns up. And you can see she just drops everything. And even Lily's like, oh, you're such a good friend. Yes, go to her. And uh, Yeah. And, you know, I think that's kind of, it's it's healthy that the writers were uh, are addressing those issues and are saying you know the best thing to do is reach out to a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. Which is which, yeah, I, th- I think that that's and later on you do hear Blair say to Serena, you know, I'm thanks for the help. I'm going to call the doctor tomorrow. So I think like you just see her being very supportive whilst Serena's gone. <laughs> quite a lot happens at the Humphrey dinner table. <laughs> All hell breaks loose. <laughs> 
For some reason, they we, were grilling Lily and asking her about where she grew up and asking her about her horses and stuff. And she, I know, know, and I can't imagine Lily with horses. Like, if you have, if you've been on a farm, like it's a, it's an owning horses. Like, it's a really tough, dirty job. It's not. It's a regal thing, though. She probably just she would have had oh, a yeah. staff taking care of them. You know. Yeah, sorry. I, I always I always forget that whenever whenever I think of like oh like if I've known friends that have horses, they're like oh no yeah you got to be up at six a.m. and muck them out and brush them and everything. And I'm like oh it sounds hard work, but yeah you're right these people wouldn't have anything like that well what's really sad is when is when she mentions her horse's name and and it kind of comes out that that's a name one of the names of uh, rufus's song rosewood rosewood and then they're like Mm. oh my god it's about our mom and about how she has this individual scent of rose and it's like "Hmm," and the penny kind of drops and poor allison is just like allison looks well she's she's so upset that she leaves doesn't she but and rufus is sort of left to tell them what happened like oh no we we do know each other really you know and everyone's super confused as they would be <laughs> yeah dan's kind of like okay raise your hand if you're over 30 and acting weird and that was me watching it going oh my god i'm over 30 <laughs> <laughs> I and i act girl, weird <laughs> if i was in gossip girl right now i'd be one of the parents um but anyway I'd be Dorota. but yeah it's really really sad um and you you kind of well dan chases after his mom jenny's like Mm -hmm. i've lost my appetite they all kind of get a bit weird and like blame rufus for like this they they all kind of very angry with their parents about this and they all kind of storm off just leaving rufus Mm. and billy there who's swigging her red wine um (laughs) yep and you see dan and dan and allison walking along talking about the past it's really interesting when you hear her talking about like how she channeled all of her frustration about yeah, she, Lily into her art and to her plays. Or I mean, I know we all need a creative outlet, but I was just like, right, okay, that's a bit much. <laughs> but she she did say something, and I was like, oh, that is actually quite sad. When she said, it's it's hard to compete with your dad's first love. I was like, oh, that is first great love. Yeah, first great love. I was like, oh, that is that's quite sad actually. So I, I well, did feel and sorry she for says, her. Then. Lily tr- tried to remind me every chance she got as well. So. <laughs> Mm. got bad blood um yeah yeah. that's a bit of bad blood yeah and then rufus and lily are together in dan's room and she's just she says something like she blames him as well everyone's blaming my poor beautiful rufus i don't know leave rufus alone (laughs) leave rufus alone um yeah well well rufus actually says something quite strong i thought he was like i don't know what to do and I don't owe you anything because we've never defined what we are to each other. And I was like, yeah, f- good for you, Rufus. You've never... Well, I think actually what he says, which is be- even better, is he says, um, uh, I'm actually not sure what it is I do or don't owe you because we haven't mm. defined it rather than like, I don't owe you anything. Like he's mm, quite yeah. he's so sensitive, isn't he, Rufus? <laughs> <laughs> love him. You can see, see that they, you can see they love each other, but... And also you can see that she says, you know, is this how you wanted me to find out that you and Alison are back together? And I'm thinking, has more happened behind the scenes? Have they actually like slept with each other or something? Yeah, I think that they probably do still have like feelings for each other. Yeah, definitely. He calls her one of his oldest friends and she's like, oh, great friend. (laughs) Um, And then she says, oh, that's it. And then that's when she's like, well, I didn't feel like a friend when you kissed me at Eleanor's party, which is season one, episode six, Hands Maiden's Tale. We did a great recap of it. If you want to go back and listen to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was the fastest plug I've ever done. Um, I know. Shameless plug. Love it. (laughs) And she says it just as Alison walks in. Oh, isn't that typical? Don't you just hate it when that happens in a teen drama? Oh, God, so annoying, isn't it? <laughs> but it's, she gets mad. So, so Alison gets mad. Mm. As, and then this like, is where Rufus does something actually that I'm quite sad about. He kind of, well, he's a bit of a typical man in this situation. He's like, I'm not saying you're overreacting, which when a bloke says that to a woman, that is all oh. you're saying to us. <laughs> Look, I'm yeah. not saying you're overreacting. But it's like you're ta- you're basically saying I'm overreacting. You're you're holding up a big red flag with the word overreacting on it <laughs> and waving it in my fucking face. That's what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> and it's annoying. <laughs> but he's he's like 
he's like we were separated and you wasn't going to come home like you know jenny had to like practically you know come at you in the dead of night and beg you to come home before you would even <laughs> consider it so I'd, yeah i well, my favorite bit is whilst they whilst they are having this row you have this like serena brings blair over for like a normal thanksgiving and then they are all in down <laughs> yeah. in jenny's room and this has to be another one of my blair waldorf but do you know what i'm gonna say i think i do actually yeah <laughs> when she they're like they fill in serena basically they're all like they're all reassuring each other that they're not actually related which would be incest but that'd uh, be too much for a show like this wouldn't it <laughs> i don't know they'd probably just do it once and never touch upon it again but um, <laughs> yep <laughs> um, but then when they talk about how weird it is blair just kind of goes do you know what's really weird there is a garage door in the middle <laughs> of your room <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> just got burned <laughs> so yeah another Blair Waldorf burn love it there's um there's also it's not it's not a Blair burn moment but it's just it's just a real like comedy Blair moment I think we, we might need a jingle for every time she just does something sort of like funny but it's because <laughs> she obviously she comes into um Jenny still idolizes Blair doesn't she so they still want to be friends well she wants to still be friends and she's like mm-hmm. oh my god Blair you know and Blair's just like yes it's me. Yes, it's me. <laughs> yes, it's me. Walking again. Yes. Ouch. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Swanning round Dan's room. And yeah, then the then the garage door comment comes and I was just like, oh, it's very funny. And but they they're yeah, you're right. They're all holed up in this bedroom and they just wanna like leave, don't they? They just want to get out because it's a bit mm. it's a bit awkward. They managed to get out the fire escape and kind of go to um the diner and they, they are kind of talking that out uh, about how well there's some realizations aren't there like dan realizes that the girl that rufus was talking about in, from his past when he was advising her about serena and the other days is, is lily and um, mm-hmm. what happens you know whilst they're kind of at the diner is allison and and rufus and lily are talking about the fact that they that she's had an affair and mm-hmm. says she actually says an emotional affair is just as bad and i've put discuss yeah, I think it's just as bad, personally. Like, it's... I love that Lily's like, an emotional emo- an emotional affair keeps the marriage going. How many divorces have you had? <laughs> it, it's, it's bad, isn't it? But Al- Alison, Alison says, if it's going to work, she, Lily, can't be around, mm-hmm. basically. Like, as it's, it's, she's given Rufus an ultimatum, which mm-hmm. I don't really think work. Because it's, well, nobody wants to be given an ultimatum. It probably though. does when you're married. I don't know. And got kids. I don't, I don't know. It's a fair enough ultimatum, yeah. I think, really. Um, and then we see, well, we don't really see the answer, but we see Lily turn up at the diner looking sad. And we kind of guess. I know. She's so sad. She wants fries. Lots of them. <laughs> Keep them coming. Um, and then when they leave, Jenny and Dan bump into their parents on the way home. And oh, all- sorry. Can I, can I just mention one thing of Lily in the restaurant, which did make me giggle? Go on. When <laughs> when she's like wiping down the chair and everyone's like, oh, is that really necessary, Lily? And I'm just like, in 2020, yes, it damn well is. <laughs> Where's the PPE? Where's the masks? Where's the hand gel? <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry. That's just one one thing that I noticed is in, in 2020, stuff like that. I'm just like, yes, you do need to wipe down everything pretty much. <laughs> I love how she's like, do eight months of, in a van with Jane's addiction and then tell me about hygiene or something. <laughs> but yeah, we oh. see like, there's a nice little scene at the end where you see kind of Rufus and Alison. They're, they're back together. They're, they're bringing again. They're bringing mm-hmm. um, like a, a, a game football or rugby. I don't know, whatever. It looks like a, it's a rugby ball to me. It's a rugby ball to um, us, isn't it? But they're playing American football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I think, don't they call it touch ball or something? Like, where they do like, where you just do like four, I don't know. I'm sure our American friends can correct us on this. But um, they have this really, really lovely kind of scene where they play as a family and that's quite nice. And you, but you do find out that he's obviously chosen Alison. Yeah, he took the ultimatum. Oh. Took the ultimatum and has chosen but he doesn't look happy about it. It looks like he's he's still in love with Lily. No. <laughs> then we see Blair confront her mum again. She goes home. She goes to her mum's, and oh my god, this scene! This scene, I don't know what's wrong with me. This scene made me cry. And we're back at the Waldorf's again. And <laughs> um, I'm not sure what. An earth is going on with me this week, but this this scene made me bawl my eyes out when, <laughs> when Blair kind of goes back and 
and sees her mom and talks and to her mom. Oh. It's it's a it's a human moment from Eleanor finally. She's actually a re- she's a real person. Parents suddenly becoming real people. Like the captain shedding a tear. You've got Eleanor who starts crying. I mean, she, I still I feel like this is still a little bit leaning on her daughter a bit. But anyway, it's still mm. it's it's sad. It made me cry. Yeah, um, she she explains, doesn't she, that she just couldn't face seeing her dad this year, and and because so it was her that told him not to come because they have to sign the uh, the divorce papers. And and she couldn't face doing it, could she? So, oh, he says thought, he was my Harold. She says, yeah, oh, years. I thought it was really great acting, actually. Yeah, I believed it, and she, she didn't want. I thought it was really sad when she was like, I didn't want Blair to choose between like her mum or dad, and she didn't want to be alone either, which is why she invited all those like stupid people over for Thanksgiving. You see them bond a little bit, which is quite nice. We kind of end this scene and in entire episode with some, a series of flashbacks to the present day, which is quite nice, I think. So we kind of have the flashback with Nate and his mom leaving the Waldorfs the year before with, with Blair's dad's pumpkin pie and getting yeah. Blair and obviously present day, they're not together and that's really sad. And um, But then the present days, they're also at the hospital. He's supporting his dad. Then you have like the past flashback again where Lily comes to get a very drunk Serena. That scene was a bit mental where they're like, oh, she just needs a, you know, all tired out from all that food, huh? Like, no, she's literally, she's in, <laughs> she's passed out, like, because of the alcohol. <laughs> I think she did get that. She, they just choose to ignore it, don't they? That, that, that In fact, that whole kind of st- side storyline where Serena is hammered the year before, everyone mm. just kind of skirts around it and jokes. Yeah, no it. one mentions, like, how, how drunk she is, does she? It's quite, yeah. Well, she's supposed so- to be troubled. I know she's very, very, very troubled and dangerous. <laughs> um, and then you have the present day, where you have kind of Lily and Serena and Eric kind of having a giggle at the diner, nice little chat at a diner. I'm surprised anything would be open at that time of year. Like it's Thanksgiving. It's I thought I thought it would be like everything would be closed. You like on Christmas Day? Not sure. But yeah, flashback to Blair and her parents kind of finishing their Thanksgiving dinner and being all happy. Oh, it's heartbreaking. It's so sad. I know. I know. Well, I thought that the the, the the present day moment of her and her mum, like having a little bit of like pie or whatever it was, I was like, oh, that's quite nice. Like, you know, nice, yeah. nice little moment between them, like eating finally and it didn't blend not getting shamed for it for once. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice, actually. Yeah, I mm. did like that. That's sweet. Um, <laughs> and then the flashback Humphrey's dinner where Dan is obsessed with Serena and the mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. to them having a nice game of football, which is really yeah. sweet. <laughs> Really, really lovely. And that, that kind of brings us to the end of Season 1, Episode 9. If you've enjoyed this episode or previous episodes, please know you can follow us on our socials on Instagram, can't they, Marissa? Mm-hmm, yes, at Upper East Podcasters on Facebook, because we have a Facebook now, and Instagram. So, yeah, come say hi to us, please. Yeah, come and like us on Facebook if you still use mm-hmm. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. so be sure to follow us on Spotify, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you use Apple Podcasts, it really does make a huge difference. And we've surpassed 600 downloads now. Yay! Yay! Quite happy about that personally so much to all of you who have been listening and we've got a few exciting announcements to make in our fashion mini sode next week including some potential collabs and guests on the show so um, please do tune in next week for our fashion mini sode of episode uh, 10 high society yes Um, and of course following that will be the recap for that episode so please do join us again and thank you so much for listening thanks guys <laughs> and as always you know you love to hate it and hate to love it xoxo, XOXO.